Welcome, welcome my friends to the Beggars and Brawlers podcast. This is episode 56, recorded Monday, the 4th of October, 2022. And today I have an interview with a good friend of mine and highly talented science fiction and fantasy author, Clayton Snyder, on his story Summer Souls, which is part of our Alchemy of Sorrow anthology, as well as writing grief and writing in fugue states <laughs> and swimming moats with chainsaws. All right, so Clayton Snyder is co-author of Spiffbo finalist Narilska Groans. Several of his other novels have been Spiffbo semi-finalists. He's also authored numerous short stories, most recent, Injustice, at Three Crows magazine, which has been compared to Gene Wolfe's work. He currently splits his time between work and writing. He's worked as a systems admin, chainsaw operator, and once did an ill-advised stint as a bodyguard because I am, quote, really tall. <laughs> Find out more about Clayton Snyder at Clayton W. Snyder, that's S-N-Y-D-E-R.com. I fully didn't know how to spell your last name for the first couple of years that we knew each other. I was trying to find your website and was like putting in all kinds of C's and H's and I was like, where is this guy? <laughs> so anyway, welcome to the podcast, man. All right, thanks. Yeah, it's good to have you. Um, it's kind of a weird situation because, dear podcast listeners, we actually know each other in real life, <laughs> unlike a lot of these interviews where it's the first time that I've talked to someone. So, yeah. uh, But I learned something new from your bio. I did not know that you had been a chainsaw operator. What did that yeah. entail? <clears throat> um, I did clear cutting out in Michigan. Oh, um, wow. We basically go in for for these big real estate companies and, and cut down all the trees in a lot so that they oh. can you know, remove the stumps and then build up for, for homes. Dang. Um, yeah. So that's involved uh, everything from actual chainsaw maintenance to swimming, yeah. in, swimming in a ditch so we can wrap <laughs> a yeah, so we can wrap a chain around the trunks. Because so. <laughs> some of these mansions needed moats around them. Apparently so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I when I read it, I immediately thought of one of the like uh, first scenes in Narelka Groans where they're you know like they're in the meat processing facility and like things go horribly wrong with the steampunk chainsaw sure. essentially. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, I think I see some influences here. Uh, you know, we were always pretty we were always pretty fortunate. I don't think we ever dropped a tree on anybody though. I did have a shove, I did have to shove one or two new guys out of the way. Dang. Yeah, because they didn't know. You know, when you're cutting down a tree, you have to look at the top to see which way it's going to fall. Huh. And, uh, they wouldn't know, so they just stand right in the path. And Wow. It was always, you know, look out. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I should probably have you teach me more about that because I cut my own firewood and I, uh, I'm just like cutting the dead stuff that's in a forest, in national forests. I get a permit to do it, but I'm trying to like drop a tree through other trees and consistently I just hit the other tree <laughs> and it becomes this impossible triangle to remove without like dropping the tree on myself. So, oh, sure. <laughs> Wish I had your skills. So um, Clayton is along with me and lots of other wonderful authors in our anthology that's forthcoming very soon, November 1st, The Alchemy of Sorrow. His story is called Summer Souls, and it is a banger. I read it in uh, in early format and read it in final format. And there was another mystery story you submitted too. By the time Father Death didn't make it in, but I read that oh. one too. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I can't really read them separately because I kind of read them together and I feel like they shared a mood. But um, this story has such a mood to it. Like the setting is rich, but it's almost like a like a mental setting or something like an emotional setting 
how did you like what was the seed for this story like how did how did it start in your brain uh well it started you know it's, it's funny that you mentioned the emotional part because that's that's really the core of it hmm. and then um <clears throat> from there it was i wanted to talk about about grief and loss and i mm -hmm. i had, I'd been through my fair share and the big one for me was my grandfather passing. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about how that affects the people around you and, mm -hmm. and yourself, especially the, the, whether you realize or not the trauma that actually inflicts on your life, losing somebody that's very close to you. Yeah. So. Yeah. That definitely comes through in the story. I mean, the main character like has lost two people close to her and uh, doesn't like in the beginning, doesn't seem to know, uh, what to do with it. And on second read, I, I saw her talking about her mother's process of grief and that being like a, an actually a mirror for hers, but she doesn't know it until the end. And I love this theory in it of, or not theory, but the theme of like, you know, grief being like a, like a thing that's being held onto. And the, anyways, I'm not going to give away the story, but it's super cool how you use like the, um, the kind of magical, aspect of it or steampunk i don't really know what to call it like this story to me is just speculative like i can't really call it fantasy or science fiction like yeah yeah, yeah which i think is kind of true of a lot of your writing yeah i tend to play with genre quite yeah. often so it's, mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of mashing there and um yeah i think it works super well here but anyways without giving it away i like i love the like um how the the one speculative aspect of it there's many uh plays into that theme of like holding on to it but not wanting to let it go and like anger once it does let go it's just a really cool um way to make a metaphor for the human process of grief which uh i think is awesome and i feel like that's something that echoes throughout this anthology is us just finding really cool mostly magical sometimes technological metaphors for um for the grief process yeah. Um, yeah. So I think you did a really good job there. Um, and on my second read, I had forgotten, uh, this is, this is kind of another spoiler question. I was going to ask very quickly. I had forgotten how it ended and there's a moment at the end where you think it's going to go one way and the, and the main character decides not to do it. And I'm curious, like, did you have the ending set up from the start or when you were writing that, did you kind of not know what she was going to do? I, I, I thought I did, and I had written that ending originally. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> and when I went back and read it, I thought, no, this isn't hmm. this isn't how things should end. Hmm. It's, it's too. It was too bleak, and it was too yeah. Too much giving into the anger that she felt. Totally. So, yeah, I think that would have felt like not a completion of the grief process, but just kind of a like buying into the story of being a victim or whatever. Like, I think, yeah, I like part of me wants to read that very bleak ending, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm glad you didn't go that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Do does this, um, this, the setting probably doesn't have any connection to any of your other works. Like it's, it's kind of its own, own thing floating out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a standalone. Yeah. But um, in reading, I was wondering, like, what uh, what that you've written would you say is the closest to this? If people read it and they really like it and they want more in this vein of the stuff that you have published, there's there's really nothing like it. Yeah. So um, you know, I I tend to write 
action or humor or, or borderline horror or grimdark. Mm-hmm. I don't really touch on a lot of the emotional stuff like I do with my shorts. Mm. So um, <clears throat> I'd say probably the closest would be Mother Time, Father Death. Yeah. You know, as far as short stories go. And then I, I actually had one published in Grimdark Magazine. Nice. Um, and I'm trying to remember what the name of that one was. It's in Grimdark Magazine. Yep. <laughs> so. yep. Uh, Clayton Snyder with, with the S-N-Y-D-E-R. You can find it. <laughs> <laughs> I have the same problem when people, like, readers talk to me about uh short stories especially or books like where they're talking about characters and i'm like what was that character's name or like yeah titles of short stories like i don't know I am, yeah i'm terrible with events somebody will ask me about an event and i'll be like i, I have no idea i don't remember writing that <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the whole book happened in a fugue state so right. <laughs> just like every book i write <laughs> yeah. clayton snyder is actually a pen name for my fugue writer <laughs> yep oh man that's awesome okay so i kind of wanted to call you out since we both have we both have experience in the high plains um this this story has not only wheat fields but also buttes and rotting farmhouses which to me is quintessentially north dakotan did you is this like a conscious influence or did you picture it as happening like in the northern plains or did that just kind of come out no i think the longer the longer I live here, the yeah. more it kind of creeps into my writing. Yeah. Um, you know, I've written a couple borderline westerns at this point, which all feature, you know, that kind yeah. of ground flux of prairie and desert. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so it's it's yeah, it's it's definitely sort of influencing my my prose as I go. Yeah, I feel like it's a it's a unique landscape, and it it's sort of like big and open enough to like invite a story to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, I set my my first book actually was set in fantasy version of Williston, North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> I made significant changes, but I always thought about Williston while I was writing it. But yeah, I loved it because I could I could picture it so clearly. My uh, I re- I actually wrote a for- short story. Uh, it was called um, Jimmy Hoffa's Alive and Well. And it's mm-hmm. set in a uh, small town in North Dakota, somewhere like Beulah. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's basically about this guy that goes to a, uh, stops at a bar in this, you know, you know how North Dakota towns are. It's one street and there's like three bars. Three bars. It's like the question is whether there are more churches or bars and then, you know, the tenor right. of the town. Right. <laughs> right. So he stops in this, this kind of dive bar and yeah. they've, they've got the, uh, the supposed, um, corpse of jimmy hoffa there huh. so, and you you can make a wish for a quarter on the guy <laughs> so he does he does and it comes true and then it just kind of leads to this whole chain of misadventure that hmm. because he's figured out you know it was it was my version of of kind of a darker twilight zone sort of story yeah that's awesome we, uh you also wrote a dark story based on our own experiences on a on a a dark drive back <laughs> from a north dakota town yeah. That one I very much pictured as set in North Dakota until the end when it's basically set in hell. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were talking about doing uh, about reading a little section from here. So I think I'll do that since we've talked about it enough to kind of give people a taste of what the actual story is about. Um, so this is not from the very beginning, but it's close to the beginning. From Summer Souls from Alchemy of Sorrow, a little passage. 
Mother had passed the year before, summer's heat compounding the misery like weight added to sorrow's yoke. I wondered sometimes if it had been Kiva's death that took her. Like a bird latched to her soul, I watched that grief hang on. Each morning, it would try to fly away, only to sink its talons deeper each night. Finally, one morning on the cusp of summer, the sadness took her. I don't recall all it entailed. A cough? Wasting? Did she simply decide to stop living? In death, the details are unimportant, if only because the details don't change a thing. Still, I remember the feel of her hand in mine, the skin like parchment, fingers like bundled twigs. And Kiva? Perhaps I was too young, too burdened by my own grief. I recall only that she was here, and then she was gone. Yeah, so that's the part that I was thinking of where I feel like in her talking about her mom, she's kind of like actually has an understanding of her own situation and it just doesn't like become conscious until much later. But I thought that was really cool. I don't know. Did that just like, did you intend that or was that just like the mythic storyteller part of you like laying a seed for the character later? Uh, it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, I wanted to to kind of <clears throat> touch on that, that disconnect or that numbness you sometimes get almost like a shock. Yeah. Um, that a state of shock that, that you're not always prepared for the death of a loved one, you know? Yeah. And, and sometimes it takes years before it ever hits you, you know? Yeah. I felt like a little bit of an odd person out uh, in this anthology because I, I really haven't lost anyone super close to me. I dedicated my story in this to a dear friend who took her own life, but um, it had been a few years since we'd been close friends. And so I feel like my story doesn't reflect the, like the direct experience of grief in the same way as everyone else. So kind of a weird one, but I like to say that this is an amazing anthology with a lot of good stories and also one by me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyways, enough of my ego talking about me. Um, If people are interested in reading your other stuff, uh, obviously they can find this one everywhere. It's going to be distributed wide and also uh, exist on Amazon. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes, but you can just search for The Alchemy of Sorrow. It's got uh, stories by some amazing authors. And if they want to find uh, other stuff by you, where is the best place to go online? Uh, always Amazon. Mm-hmm. Cool. Everything is on Amazon. Yep. Just search for Clayton Snyder. <laughs> yeah, that'll find me. <laughs> and what uh, uh, is there like one book that you would point people to to start with other than our wonderful anthology? Uh, I would say start with Blackthorn. Mm-hmm. It's, my most re- it's my most recent and probably my most accomplished so far. Totally. Yeah. I was reading the beginning of it and actually that very beginning scene, that kind of like dream sequence to me had a lot of the mood of this story. And that's kind of what I was thinking when I asked you earlier, if like, if it, uh, if like what story you felt like was more similar, obviously the rest of Blackthorn goes a different direction, <laughs> but yeah. the, I feel like you had a mood in the beginning that was kind of like this mood. So yeah, it, it kind of, you know, it kind of starts out as, as this melancholy kind of Gothic story and then it explodes into this whole action flick. So, um, I mean, melancholic Gothic action flick sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Well, um, thanks for coming on. I will see you in the pages of our anthology and uh, next time I wander to the North Country. Yeah, Um, thanks for having me. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that. His story really is awesome. The book will be available November 1st if you weren't a Kickstarter backer. It'll be available in audio. We've got some wonderful professional narrators as well as ebook and paperback. And uh, you can find it on all the major retailers. 
And I highly recommend that you do. We've been sending some early copies to reviewers and getting some amazing reviews back. So uh, it's not just our own ego saying that these stories are good. <laughs> so um, there's a link to get that in the show notes. Or you can go to books to read. That's the number two read.com slash AOS. Uh, and it'll take you to any retailer that you like. So anyways, hope you enjoyed that interview. I'm going to have more coming up this month as we lead up to the launch of the book. And as always, hope this podcast finds you well and in the company of good books. Till next time, my friends, read on. For more information on Levi Jacobs and his books, including the award-winning Tide Collar Chronicles, visit www.levijacobs.com. Or for a free audiobook, only available to podcast listeners, go to www.levijacobs.com slash free. Thanks for listening and read on.